Welcome to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys looking to model positive Christian leadership in our work, families, church, and communities. Want to discover ways to apply scripture effectively in everyday life? Tired of the pat answers in Sunday school? Then settle in for a gritty, authentic, and unexpectedly funny Christian podcast. And now, No Church Answers. And welcome to No Church Answers, a Christian roundtable discussion for men. This is podcast number 267. Hard to believe. And we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab globes, spin it around. Bang! Not sure where you ended up, but spin it around. Find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland. You know, we're not pastors. We're just regular guys. And each of us are on our own spiritual journey. And we're meeting daily challenges just like you. And that's why we're here. And when we have these discussions about faith, you know what? We don't want any church answers. And that's why we got the buzzer here, too. So this show is called Authentic, Gritty, and Unexpectedly Funny. So we're glad you're here joining us. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, we're on uh, Facebook, YouTube, and at NoChurchAnswers.com. So please rate our podcast, leave a review, because without you and your support, all this wouldn't be possible. So at this time, it's my privilege. I'm going to go ahead and introduce the, the panel right now. He is a former world-class policy writer, a current professional gambler. He's the show producer. It's Mr. Steve Titch. Hey, Yo. Steve. A former prosecutor and attorney, kind of the uh, group historian. We call him the judge. It's Michael Cropper. Hi, Mike. Hey, guys. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. And he is a corporate trainer, a big deal in a in talent development, or in other words, kind of like a industrial strength teacher. We call him the professor. It is Robert Koshu. All right, Robert. Hi, Robert. <laughs> and uh, my name is Bill Cox, and I am just basically the host and uh, kind of a contractor when I'm working and <laughs> and indie filmmaker kind of guy. With that, we have just started a series on prayer. And uh, let me go ahead, and I'll just uh, turn it over to Steve Titch. Yeah, I, I, thanks, uh, thanks, Bill. Yeah, we're, we're taking, uh, over, the, over the course of the next uh, several weeks, a look at prayer. Now, we've talked about prayer on this podcast before. I think we're going through a lesson that's going to take us more th- through uh, direct and narrow approaches to prayer. And I think we're going to talk today about praying for others. And, you know, we, we joke because it's a classic church answer. Oh, I'll, I'll pray for you. And we kind of kick it around our Sunday school, kick it around our, our church, almost like a pleasantry, almost like, yeah, well, good luck. Or I'll, I'll be thinking of you. And this lesson, I think, addresses why we find it so trite. Because really, when we pray for others, we should be praying specifically. It's kind of... Oh, dear God, bless Bill, Robert, and Mike, my podcast player, my podcast mates. Um, it's being specific. It's knowing what's going on in each of your lives and praying for intercession or blessings in those specific matters. Excellent. Uh, Michael Cropper. Yeah. Last week, folks, we talked about 
uh, prayer generally, okay? So I, I want to encourage you to go and listen to what podcast number 266 last week. I listened to that this morning, enjoyed the heck out of it. And it's, uh, it's a shotgun approach to prayer, which if you think about it, folks, there's a lot of, lot of areas to cover. Steve mentioned that. Uh, in in our, our guide that we are following, folks, it's called Connect 360, and it's called Prayer. The author of a lesson stated we should pray aggressively in a warrior-like manner to be effective. However, all the men of no church answers agree that there's a lot more, many more types of prayer rather than military-style praying. So prayer is a vast subject, and we address many areas of prayer. If you listen to last week's podcast, uh, you'll know that we discussed different types of prayer, how to pray in the Spirit, how to talk to God, how to hear from God, how does God talk to us, does the Bible help us understand God's will, how do we, the men of No Church Answers, hear from God, and when should we pray? And is there a magic formula for prayer, a recipe by which we get God's attention if we pray a specific way every time? And does God always answer our prayers? Anyway, like I said, it's a, it's a vast uh, podcast last week, and you want to listen to it. So as Steve said, our topic this week is praying for others. And this seems like it would be rather mundane to me. But the fact is we do need to pray for others, and we need others to pray for us, even if we are not in a crisis, because... We never know and we're never going to be aware of what might occur tomorrow or in the next hour if we're going to enter into a trial. Bill? Excellent. Uh, Professor Koshu? I am so glad Mike mentioned a recipe for prayer. So one of the things I've I've always heard and I learned very early in my Christian walk, um, college, you know, when I got serious about my Christian walk, the easiest way to put it. And I think I've mentioned it before. I've always learned, use the acronym ACTS, A-C-T-S. A for adoration, you know, just praising God for creation and who God is. Confession, yeah, we're all supposed to do that, by the way, guys. And and like Steve said earlier, it's supposed to be specific, not just, Lord, forgive me my sins where I failed you. You know, we almost need to be doing the Job thing where we're confessing everything and then the general one at the end, and by the way, anything I forgot. Um <laughs> for thanksgiving and that's different than adoration adoration is just you know yeah god you know you created the universe it's like amazing you know go look at the latest james webb images you know um and then the last one supplication which is where we're really talking about tonight and it it's also called petition or intercession and that's where we're praying for others and so this is kind of a really laser beam focused on that last part of praying, just so we can kind of get get an idea of what it is to pray for other people. Excellent. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, read the scripture at this time. We are in uh, Second Thessalonians 3, 1 through 5. As for other matters, brothers and sisters, pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honored just as it was with you and pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil people for not everyone has faith but the lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one we have confidence in the lord that you are doing and will continue to do 
the things we command. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. You know, the thing about it is with prayer, um, I, I w- honestly, I'll just admit it right up front. I wasn't crazy about us having a study on prayer um, because uh, I, I, to me, prayer is a conversation, you know, with God. Um, and, th- and the thing about it is, and uh, you know, people put a human kind of visuals on God and, you know, because so you can kind of see what you're obedient to and that kind of thing. And so I pattern all that, my prayer and conversations, basically with an authority figure, you know. Um, And one thing about this lesson was talking about praying for others. Now, this is a weird place for men to be in, okay? If you're led to pray for dinner, it's pretty easy. I mean, here, the dinner's here. Here, thank you, God. You know, we we just appreciate it. You know, we're grateful. You know, and and that's an easy that's an easy assignment to do. Okay. Now, what Professor was talking about about intercession and and things, that's totally different for just a regular guy like me. Believe me, with my wife's cancer and stuff, man, I am praying hard. Mm-hmm. I'm not even actually sure what I want because the situation is just so fluid. I mean, if nothing else, I'm just mm. I'm just praying that my boat doesn't get blown over because I really don't know what exact situation I'm in. But as a guy, I can't do that for other people. I can pray that that God be concerned with them. You you know what I'm saying? You can pass, I think, a lot of times prayer, this conversation. And what the point I'm trying to get to, and I'm sorry for taking the long way, <laughs> is that it's personal. And you reveal your relationship with that person or that topic by how you take that conversation to God. You're revealing the value that you place on that relationship or that person. And, and so, to me, prayer is revealing to you, and really revealing of you. So, anyway, with that, I'm going to just go ahead and uh, throw that out there. Well, it's it, it, interesting you talk about that because one of the things that I've always found is as as we start to think about praying for others, we don't know what the end. Does God answer prayer? Mike mentioned that earlier. Absolutely. I always yeah. think every every prayer has an answer. It's it's either yes, no, or wait. And oh, wait right. is wait is just the absolute freaking worst answer in the world. Well, we have a sense of urgency. Yes. Well, well, sometimes yeah. sometimes well, he doesn't answer us if we're going yeah, through especially. a trial, Robert. Sometimes he doesn't answer us if we're going through a trial to see if we have faith yeah. also. So that's a fourth Oh, answer he gives point. us right that's good yeah, that is good go ahead thing. go ahead i'm sorry it, it's, a, you, it's a it's a wait it's a silent there's a wait and then there's a silent wait yeah you know yeah. where you're praying through and god is saying yeah, yeah you know it kind, kind of goes back to where we were the last several weeks we talked about job you know and what was going with job as we go through right. and i think that becomes part of our part of our faith walk and and i think this is and i just want to address this we always talk about exercising your faith muscle and discipline when we t- 
talk about stuff like this. And there are times, and I'm just going to throw this out there, Bill. I'm guessing there are times you just don't want to pray. Right. Oh, now, no especially. question about it. And not. And here's the thing: the the expression "prayer warrior" is such crap. You know, I I mean, it's the visual of a bunch of people with the Bibles on a battlefield going out there and just praying. That helps nobody. I mean, we, nobody. We, we, so just, we really need a we really need a no church answer fanfare or something. Yeah, that we throw out there right, right, <laughs> and, for, and for stuff like and, that. And, <laughs> and I get it. What they're trying to me they mean by saying prayer warrior is somebody that's dedicated to praying and and you know and the thing about it is i've had um a lot of people come up to me and tell me they're praying for my wife okay but the people that are anonymously praying will pray will pray for any of your needs just call us and tell you no i'm not calling you and tell you you have no connection you have a no emotional connection those kind of just throw out prayers that's a church answer and you know what a guy like me in the situation i'm in with my wife have cancer i don't want to hear it has, has anybody come to you and said obviously they've said i'm praying for your wife beverly has anyone said i'm praying for you oh yeah okay, i have i i, I, I have said, had okay. and you know what honestly i've had um i have guys that i wouldn't even extend I don't even didn't even think they liked me. Offer to you know not support or just talk or whatever. But this is especially hard part for guys, you know. And I mean, and I'm totally out of my lane. I mean, here we're I'm dealing with a medical crisis. I'm trying to be a nurse, and I'm an ex wrestler contractor. I don't have the skills for. I don't know shit. I don't know. Um, I it's okay. Let's talk about cooking. I I can buy and I can thaw, and that's about it. And that's about all my interest. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. I can do dishes. I can do laundry. I can do this. You know what I'm saying. The 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 thing about it is what prayer helps me do is it just helps me pick up my game. When I talk to God, I really know what I don't know, and he doesn't criticize me for it. Can we oh, talk yeah, about that for just a second, the topic you brought up? Right. I'll tell you why. You guys oh, looked oh, at the box. Yeah. If, if you don't mind, if you guys right. don't mind, and you all understand why I'm going toward this. Um, the author here says... My mother began to suffer the memory loss. I talked with a friend and a fellow pastor who is my mentor... He told me that his church prayed for a woman who was diagnosed with cancer. His church prayed that God would remove her cancer and restore her health as she originally had it. The woman went into the hospital prior to her surgery, and the doctors took it on page 26 in the box, and it's a testimony in intercessory prayer to remove the cancer as best they can, and their amazement the cancer was completely gone. Now, I've heard it, stories of that, okay? Um, God, has ans- God had answered their prayer exactly as they had prayed. And, and by the way, remember, one of the things we're, we're talking about here is pray specifically, right, guys? Um, I had this in mind one day as I was praying for my mother's health. 
I asked God to remove the disease that was hindering mom and restore her to her normal health. And in the midst of my prayer, God asked me, is that really what you want? And I stopped in my tracks and my response was, of course it's what I want. As I reflected on the question, I realized that what I really wanted was God's will. So from that moment on, I prayed, God, let your will be done and restore her or heal her. And then she died. And I'm going to tell you, I, I, I don't agree necessarily with that. I'm praying for your wife's healing. Okay? Well, I... Now, uh, if God chooses otherwise, right? Okay, well, and, and, I thought and I don't about know Steve why, with but us. Why would you pray for someone and not their healing? The I, exception I, would be... There I, might be some I, exceptions. I'm glad guys. you brought this up because, because actually, it's like, that's a good observation. I mean, yeah. yes, it's as... You know, let, let's... Let's, let's in some ways not get, and I'm, I'm going to I'm going to send your cards and letters to me, not Bill or Mike or Robert. We I'll get take hung them. up on that <laughs> on that prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. My thy will, not my will. Now, of course, yes, that's kind of you know the obedience part, but. I guess if I guess this is he this already is knew the will man. though. Well, you want, he knew what he was want, supposed to do. You want to you, you got you bring to God, and especially when it's a a a selfless. I mean, really, when it's a selfless prayer. But even if it's something you want or need, mm-hmm. a job or healing, yeah, I I, I can't believe that. I, you got to be careful by saying, oh, well, God pushed back, and said, right. and said said no. Okay, uh, it's. There are there are numerous illustrations in the Bible going back to Abraham where God pushed back and the human Abraham Job sometimes Paul said no 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 please please I need this God yeah. Well here's the thing though and we're getting ready to go to a break and I just want to throw this out I was thinking about Steve uh our producer before um the show uh, when I was praying, and because here's the thing, yes, of course I'm praying for healing for my wife, but I'm also praying for wisdom. Should that not happen, that I of am course. wise in the judgments that I make to handle the rest of the situation, should it not handle? So in a way, I have to bet both sides of the coin, um, and, and and both sides are going to take wisdom, and that's part of being the man. So, And with that, we're going to go ahead and take a break. This is No Church Answers, number 267. We'll be right back. This is Bill Cox, director of Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Thanking you, our listeners, for making us one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the Christian space. We are proud to announce that the regular guys have earned a video slot on Preach the Word TV Network, a Christian video streaming application with more than 50 million downloads worldwide. To finance our video production, we have launched a GoFundMe page to raise funds for our studio space and production team. Our program will be available on Roku, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. It will also air locally in Atlanta on Saturday mornings on WYGA channel 16.5 to make a tax deductible contribution and learn more details 
please look us up on GoFundMe.com under Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men or donate directly through PayPal at donate at manupmedia.org. Thank you so much for your support. And now back to the fellas of Man Up. And welcome back, everybody. This is No Church Answers, Podcast 267. We got the fellas of Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men. If those were the ones that you're looking for, they've got the new show. They've already done video show. This is podcast, and we're continuing on. 267, and this podcast is that we're talking about prayer. And I just want to continue on with just a thought, and then I'm going to turn it over here to the professor, is that... When a person is going through life and you don't have anything that is super duper important, or in other words, kind of like me, you're basically employed, you're basically just raising your kids, you're basically just uh, going to ball games and, you know, just living life. You don't really worry about this kind of subject about prayer and doing it right it doesn't really matter come crisis and crisis crisis will either come to you or because of you (laughs) you know and that's it and that's what has happened to me that's why I'm I feel awesome that we're in this study right now and with that, I'm going to go ahead and go to the professor. So this is actually a quote. We've read it, The Cost of Discipleship from Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He asked a bunch of questions about how are we protected from ourselves, premeditations, how we draw our reflection, blah, blah, blah. And then he says, the only way is by mortifying our own wills, which are always obtruding themselves. And the only way to do this is by letting Christ alone reign in our hearts, by surrendering our wills completely to him, by living in fellowship with Jesus, and by following him. Then we can pray that his will may be done. The will of him who knows our needs before we ask. Only then is our prayer certain, strong, and pure. And then prayer is really and truly petition. The child asks of the father whom he knows. Thus the essence of Christian prayer is not general adoration, but definitive, concrete petition. The right way to approach God is stretch out our hands and ask of one we know has the heart of a father. And I was like, I read that when I was getting prepping up, and I'm like, oh. And it fits here. It, it, it's praying for what we want, because if we're having that relationship with God and we're following things mm-hmm. out as we go through, then the in God's will is almost understood. Particularly, I mean, this isn't one of those, we're not praying for a new Mercedes or a house mm-hmm. or, well, you may pray for a house if you need housing, but we're not praying for the 300, you know, I've got a house, but man, I really wish I had 350,000 square foot house. You, you know, I'm, it, yeah. it's, it's not the prosperity gospel nonsense. Those letters can come to me. <laughs> you know, it, it's not that. It, it's, you know, true prayer about true things. And, and yeah, is it selfish to ask that a loved one stay with you? Yeah, it is. Is it okay? Yeah. <laughs> well, God would expect you to do that. Thank you, yes. especially if it's yes. your spouse, right? Well, what I mean, you're saying I mean, is, is I, a very reasonable view. I, I, I always yeah. go back to Abraham's bargaining over uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Gomorrah. <laughs> you know, God, if yes. I can find 50 righteous people, oh, yeah, I'll cast spirit. 
What about 25? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about 10? <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, was did. A, it was a bargaining back and forth mm-hmm. as you go through. And then there's that whole strange passage of Moses in the middle. He barter, he's bartering with God at the burning bush. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's a well, lot he was of He's trying that. to get out of it. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't was no part of that. He, he was, was doing his best. Yeah, he really was. But, but there's, a, there's a lot of that that goes on in Scripture as we look at it. And, and when you look at Jesus, I hate to be this way, or let's skip Jesus, because Jesus was God. Go to Peter. Peter never was, you know, Lord, when he, when he went up to the child who had died and raised him from the dead, mm-hmm. it was Peter, not Jesus. He didn't say, Lord, if it's your will, let this change will not be raised. Yes, I, I agree. I agree. You know, and, and it's, we it's see one of those, I, I think it's, it's that constant walking that we have to do, mm-hmm. and that's what, make our, that's what makes our prayers real. And, and it's doing, doing it, reading your Bible and praying and thinking on Scripture and doing those things, even when you don't feel like it. Because, to you know, what I, what I have found in my life, and I will confess this, so I have a major, major project at work. Every leader in our company coming together for a full week, I'm in charge. Everything had to go, has to go to the printer this Friday, but everything had to be at the executive level by last Friday. Mm-hmm. So two weeks ago, the last two weeks, the shortest week I worked was 65 hours, and I worked 70-plus last week. You know, did I take time to at least sit down and read scripture every day? Yeah, I did. Now, did I do a deep, long dive, 300 chapters? No. <laughs> you know, I have a little, I have a, I use the Bible, get the BibleGateway.com app. You can do a daily reading, you know, read through the Bible in a year. I'm in Second Chronicles now. So I read the passage that came up. You know, when I took a moment and said some quick prayers. Because... I found out when I do that, my day goes better somehow. Sure. You know, and that was a legit time. I could have argued, I ain't got time for this. Mm-hmm. That's 15 minutes. <laughs> We're getting a good cross-section here because we all feel, and Bill, you put it in pretty good stark terms, we all feel a bit unprepared. We, And we, <laughs> I know we have... Prayer lives, um, and you, you know, it's it's we, we confess that they're not the greatest prayer lives, but they're prayer lives. Yet you can still get blindsided, but it's out of your control. Mm-hmm. And even then, you feel. I, I mean, I'll admit it. Sometimes you know, is this all I have? Prayer? Am I equipped? Um, and so maybe you know, and and and. I think this is the importance, we, you, the importance of, of understanding that even starting small gets you somewhere. Uh, and, and I think, and I think, Bill, you're honest, I think you, you encapsulated it very well earlier when you said prayer exposes vulnerabilities. <laughs> it exposes uh, or, or reveals, let's say reveals uh, where where your real issues is, and that's that I think is what what the author of the study is trying to say. I think that's what pastors try to say when they talk about prayer. That that it it by almost almost its very nature forces that uh, personal revelation. 
about not not just necessarily about one's skills, but also one's weaknesses. And, and and you know, men, we don't like to face those weaknesses. We either what don't want to you know we want to put them put them aside. We somewhere. fail. A weakness to a Western man is an admission we fit. It, it's a vulnerability issue. You, you know, you show weakness in the corporate in corporate America at the wrong time, mm-hmm. you're toast. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, if you show weakness on the let, let's do this, let's show weakness on the sports field and see oh. what happens mm-hmm. to you. Well, the thing about you know, what his so it's base us not to show weakness basically revealed to me is this: as I've prayed throughout this. Uh, what I'm going through with my wife's cancer. I mean, it didn't even start out cancer, so it's been praying long before it was cancer. But um, when you don't know what to do, and that's been a lot of my prayers, because quite frankly, I don't know what to do. I'm just kind of dealing with it. Um, Saying that prayer has revealed what, to do and and I've always talked about it about your faith credits and I worked up in the tech booth for close to 20 years and um, church is a gig <laughs> you know as opposed with necessarily a religious experience but um, now I'm spending those faith credits I really feel that um, the all the time that just going along in church has really has really kind of equipped me to pray properly. And as I go through this process, things are being revealed to me, and they're not necessarily the, the answers I want, but <laughs> they're the answers I'm getting. So I can't deny them. You know, I can't deny the dude. You're getting answers, so. You need to just continue on. And I think that's the, that's the thing about men. We're not going to pray with emotion until we're in a crisis. We're just not. We're going to season it and, you know, flower it up, and we're going to continue on with our life. I think, um, I think one of the things, as we mentioned earlier, that one of the things the author says we should do is pray specifically. And, and I'm somewhat, that to me is vague, okay, because sometimes you don't know what to pray. Okay, in this case, we know to pray for your wife's healing, Mm -hmm. that God will remove the cancer, destroy it, however he wants to do it, through the doctors, whatever. But the the point is, is, well, and James James says, says, is anyone among you in trouble? Let him pray. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them, anoint them with oil. And the prayer offered in faith will make that person sick. You, um, well, pardon me. You don't hear him say, if it be God's will. I, well, I, and, I'll, I'll, I'm going to throw in, I think there's, okay, well, there's, okay, there's a couple, couple things. more things here. Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, oh do you mind? Two, okay. okay there's, because there's yeah, two everything. Let me address just what you Oh, go ahead. Go ahead here. if you want to say, because, make your point. Because what you're, what, there, there are two things at work. One, one is that the passage here we're looking at Thessalonians, Paul is, Paul is, being, Paul is being specific in what he's asking people to pray for so he's saying you know pray pray that the the message of the lord may be spread that i'm that we and he's using the editorial we or the royal we that i may be delivered from wicked and evil people because he has there have been cases where he has not been delivered from wicked and evil people so he's asking for those specific prayers and when we have you know 
Bible, Bible study groups, discipleship groups, we actually do get specific prayer requests from, from fellow members. Now, this, the other side of the coin, Mike, is that you, if you wish to be prayed for, you really can't say, uh, just, just pray, you know. I mean, ask for your fellow Christians. Yeah, I'm going through a hard time right now. I'm, I'm an empty nester. I'm missing my son. I'm, I am adjusting to that. Pr- yeah. Press pray for that. Or, or and, and Bill is doing a good job here. He's saying, you know, ask not only ask for healing for my wife, but for wisdom for me in dealing with this. So, so, in, so that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, we, we, we certainly should be aware. And care enough about our friends and even acquaintances that we know what some of the things are, and then not just saying, uh, "Pray for Bill," pray specifically for Bill's wife for healing. Pray for Bill as for as has that he learns to cook a little, <laughs> and, uh-huh. and maybe you know, I, I'm again. I don't mean to be too facetious. Oh no, but, um, that's fine. But you yeah. mentioned. Well, see, I okay. I don't see this as being specific at all. Well, what is specific? Okay, oh, let me give you an example. Mm-hmm. Paul should be saying, okay, God, um, or, or brothers and sisters, pray for us that we will have courage to face and, and face the enemy and share, them, share the gospel with him, that the shield of God will protect us from the enemies and the fiery darts of the enemy. He should be more specific if he's going to tell us to pray for specifically. Uh, oh, or, but he's or, praying and, for a group, Mike. He's praying for a whole. It doesn't group. matter, Bill. Bill, to me, this is not specific. Okay, this, this that's, is general. That's for me. the group, so the group doesn't get infiltrated. The devil, that kind of thing. But you know, that sounds it's very put general, a shield as opposed with when you're dealing with specifics and you're dealing with a specific mm-hmm. person. Then you can then you well, can well, itemize that. Also, I mean, it's that's yeah. kind of Paul's. Paul's job is to preach, right? Um, and no, and plant churches. I mean, he's. I yeah. Is, does he? Does he say? I mean, does we we know yeah. apparently this this letter was written while he was in Corinth, and we know yeah. that Corinth was a really messed up church, and he was probably smacking some smacking some heads, right. and he was probably looking for <laughs> prayers that I that I can smack some heads, but not turn people off, and prayer that I can get this Corinthian church back where it should be i i, I guess that's, that's not that's there. a little more specific <laughs> okay see that's but, what i'm getting at but he's kind of asking that he's you know that he so can do his job is it well. is paul asking, doing wrong he's no. not saying oh let's pray for paul <laughs> as he's out there uh and he's yeah. let's pray for paul that he stays safe from the authorities who, who want to put him in prison excellent and with that we're going to go into our second break but point goes to the prosecution on that oh. one <laughs> way to go mike <laughs> and with that we'll be right back hey pastors, pastors and church, church leaders, leaders. Are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. 
And welcome back, everybody. This is No Church Answers. We're the, with the guys from Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. And this is podcast number 267. And we're talking about prayer. And I can tell you this. Um, conversations, I do not like it when people put people on speakerphone around me. I do I not. I do not want to be a part of your <laughs> conversation. I don't want to hear it. I don't care. And that is kind of the way I've always felt about prayer. My prayer life is basically simple. I, I have very few rules. It is reflection of my own relationship um, with God. And it's uh, I'm sure it's different from everybody else's. So uh, this is a good study. And I just want to go around uh, the room and... Uh, Get, get get some more points from the fellas and start with our producer, Mr. Steve Titch. Oh, you're, you're going down an interesting road and it might be worth stopping for a minute there because you came out of the Mennonite and the Northern Church tradition, a more, a, a, quite literally a quieter, a quieter sort of faith. You're right. Um, down here, and this is, this was an adjustment Group prayer is a big thing. The speakerphone is a big thing as encouraged. And you real that's in fact that could be one of the pressures. That's a definitely a pressure I feel because um, it wasn't something I was necessarily raised with. The priest or a nun or someone in authority always led the prayer and by and large they were wrote prayers. So I'll I'll endorse that by saying that there's nothing wrong with the quiet approach. You can still pray for people, pray for people. You can, you can do your daily prayers. It need not be in public. And, and it's an interesting way you put that. It need mm-hmm. not be on the speakerphone. And I know, but I, they, if you're uncomfortable with that, don't, to our listeners, don't feel that there's just a right, capital R, right way to pray. Excellent. Uh, Funny that Jesus said there's there's two ways. <laughs> oh, and it, well, because he, he he listed in in his parables he listed the man who stands and beats his chest for all to see, and the woman who's praying over on the side. Well, I don't, I'm not saying and group prayers no, are not no and and, and no and um, and I, I'm with you. I I, I tend to think. This is like a full, full-on conversation. I hope there's an episode on it because we're going to do it. If not, we're going to have to make one up. Yeah, uh, because because there's a whole there's a there's a difference between group prayer, corporate worship, group prayer, and individual prayer. I think there's huge. They're Actually, the same but different. Save that one. We, yeah, yeah. We'll we're, work it we're, in. We're, we'll work that I in if, not, if we don't officially <laughs> have a lesson on that. We're going to work that in. I, I, I'm just going to throw this out, and I, I just always go back to, and this is actually First Thessalonians five verse sixteen. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And I think it really boils down to that at the end of the day. And, man, it's, it, I, I'll be the first to say, you know, I'm supposed to be thankful because I broke my leg, <laughs> podcast, in James. Whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Y- you know, it, it's yeah. hard. It's hard. But, but I think there is a, 
you know, what can I learn here? What do I have to do? And and I'll be the first to admit, I'm not throwing a Pollyanna. You got to be thankful. No, you're allowed to be angry. We'll, we'll look back at Job. We did <laughs> multiple weeks on this. But you have to be, I, I think that middle piece is there. Pray continually. And I think that's where this is going to. Because it's really pray continually for what you want God to do in your life moving forward. Excellent. I think uh, I think praying uh, what Steve said earlier, and folks, actually, I would agree with Steve and Bill. I'm just throwing out, I'm being the devil side because here, I think That's there is you're... some speci- <laughs> specification in the scripture <laughs> for for praying because what is general prayer is if I just say over you over the podcast, folks, pray for me. I'm having a hard time this week. I don't think that's specific enough. <laughs> Paul did say and specifically address, I want to spread the gospel. Pray that it gets honored. The people accept it right. So he did pray much more specific than just pray for me. And, and the other thing that I was going to point out earlier is over and over again, we heard Jesus pray. And boy, when he prayed, he prayed specific. In fact, Sometimes he didn't even pray. Uh, the, the blind man, he put spit on his eyes and healed him, right? And then another person, and like, and like Robert said, Peter picked up the, uh, I think, the young lady and pulled her up, and she, she stood up. And then he did that with the man who went jumping and leaping, right? He walked up to the guy that was begging for alms and, and took his hand. And, and I don't know that he prayed for him. He says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give you. And he pulled his hand and pulled him up. So, so they knew exactly what they were praying. Well, Jesus intercedes for us. John 14, 12 through 14. Verily, truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and he will do even greater works than these, because I'm going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so the Father will be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything, and it will be done. Jesus gave us some encouraging scriptures. That's one of them. But the other specific thing I want to point out is, is, is and, and this is two diametrically opposed situations. You had James, uh, the brother of John, who was preaching, and Herod took him, captured him, and killed him. And the Jews were very happy about that. So he says, okay, well, I'll get Peter. He's another big name. In fact, he's probably a bigger name than James, right? And he put him in prison. And the church in Jerusalem started praying for him round the clock. Absolutely. What were they praying for? To be released, that God would protect him. And guess what? He did. He sent an angel to Peter, and Peter was released from the prison and went and went to the house where the people were praying, and they didn't believe it was him. <laughs> they didn't believe that prayer worked. So it, it, that's kind of humorous, but it isn't. But the point is, there is a difference there. Sometimes we, we, we go through a hardship, and it may show us what to pray for another person. So sometimes God's will is not always that the person be healed, right? And Jesus said himself, there is places I preached and people I met, and I could not heal them because the people in that area lacked the faith. So uh, anyway, Peter was released from present prison the people prayed around the clock so when does God heal and and why does he heal and when does he not heal like Robert said he always heals us he may say yes he may say no and he may say wait 
So his answer can be three different things. Anyway, Bill. And sometimes all three at once. Right. And with that, we're going to go ahead and just uh, go around the room one final time to get some takeaways. Uh, Professor Koshu. Pray continually. Be specific and take that time. Uh, I, I am... I am a hardcore person in believing that, and and there are a lot of the evangelical crowd. They'll scream at you about, "Well, you don't need. Yeah, we talk about discipline. Get over it, guy. You know, get over it. Discipline means things, and you build that. You build that discipline by doing it daily and exercise that faith muscle with prayer. Excellent, uh, Michael Cropper. Did you have yeah, a takeaway? Sure. One final sure, takeaway. Sure. Uh, folks, last week we talked about prayer warriors. Prayer warriors. <laughs> and we talked about the difficulty of praying a long time. And I expressed difficulty in praying for an extended time period. Steve said that you can develop and practice praying, and you will actually begin to increase the time you spend in prayer. Okay, Robert and I talked about the importance of journaling or writing down our thoughts and spending time alone focusing on God. Now, Folks, when you pray, sometimes you can sense God's presence when you are silent, and you seek God in this manner. Okay, our lesson was on interceding. In other words, generally praying for other people. And that then we focus off ourselves when we pray on somebody else who needs a prayer. So my takeaway for today, today if you, you truly want to pray effectively and you do not know where to start, let me suggest a very easy starting point. Make a list of names of people you know need something from God and start with a small list. Okay? Pray for those. Write a need by their name and pray for him or her. It could be salvation, healing, guidance, and in Bill's case, the healing for his wife. If you do not know what a person needs, pray, Father, you know this person. You know what he or she needs. And grant the need according to your will and to your and your love. And I just stuck in will. I, I just argued about that earlier. But anyway, folks, then for missionaries, ask God. Make, make a list of names of missionaries. Ask God to grant our missionaries protection, anointing of the Holy Spirit, to share the gospel and protection from the evil one. And list is still short. Well, then add friends and families and needs as you learn of them. Your list will grow, and your time for praying will grow. And you won't have the struggle I did whenever I just kneel down and pray without having points and people in front of me. That'll make it a lot easier for you. And eventually you will add the names of your enemies, even if you don't want to. <laughs> okay, so folks, I want to tell you, I'm lazy, and I just convicted myself of how I prayed for my friends and families. And I used to do it, and I stopped doing it. So now, now I feel guilty, and I need to go back and do my own list again. Bill uh, or Steve, Steve Ditch. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. You know, you can use notes. Uh, no, nothing wrong with that. Uh, but not only don't pray just ceaselessly or continually. Pray earnestly. I, I think the term lip service actually came out of the idea of just you know praying for the sake of making noise. Uh, so so don't just do a uh, I'll pray for you and. Forget about the person. Um, yeah, Mike, you did it. You, that, that, that's really the, a good thought there to, to either look at the notes from your Sunday school class or make your own and earnestly pray for others specifically 
and bring those petitions. And and actually, one of the one of the aspects of that it, it also it also takes the focus away from yourself. I'm not saying that you know we'll probably yeah. talk about well we've always talked about when we talked about prayer we've talked about you know our personal petitions, but it it shifts your thoughts to other people's needs. Maybe yeah, you'll get an answer so. that that will help you contribute to. Uh, answering that particular prayer. Excellent. Uh, and I just wanted to throw out one thing that I've learned about prayer. Um, if you pray and are actually specific, and most men are specific when they're in a crisis situation, kind of like what I'm dealing with, um, the more you pray, the more is revealed to you. And in a way, my prayer has already been answered. And the answer is this. Things will work out. We're just not sure how. <laughs> and with that, thanks so much. This is No Church Answers, podcast number 267. On behalf of our producer, Mr. Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, Robert Koshu, my name is Bill Cox, and our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast, please rate it and leave a review. And if you have any questions or comments, you can go to our Facebook page or www.nochurchanswers.com and post it there. And if you're unable to attend a church, check out Sugarland Baptist streaming service. It's on Facebook, YouTube, and sugarlandbaptist.org. Starts Sundays at 945 when you're ready. We encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church wide local so you'll go participate. Find a small group, Adult Bible Fellowship, ABF, Sunday School class, you can join for discussions like this. And find one that is men only, and if there isn't one, start one. But don't take church answers. Sugarland Baptist streaming service. It's on Facebook, YouTube, and sugarlandbaptist.org. Starts Sundays at 945 when you're ready. We encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church-wide local so you'll go. Participate. Find a small group, Adult Bible Fellowship, ABF, Sunday School class, you can join for discussions like this. And find one that is men only, and if there isn't one, start one, but don't take church answers. You've been listening to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. Tell us what you think. Leave a comment or review. Want to know more about us? Then visit NoChurchAnswers.com and our Facebook page. Check out our video series on our YouTube channel. You can also become a patron of No Church Answers by visiting our Patreon page. No Church Answers is a production of Man Up Spiritual Oasis Media, which is solely responsible for its content. 